In a world that is constantly evolving, businesses need to be able to adapt for whatever comes next. Being ready means having the tools to pivot fast. And that means empowering decision-making at every level of the organization and having a technology foundation built on trust. For finance leaders the world over, these same basic principles apply. I'm Steve Dunn, and today we're bringing you a very special edition of the Workday Podcast, our very first episode from Finland. On today's show, Elizabeth Schaumann, Head of Finance at Workday Customer Academic Work, is joined by Karin Hegman, Regional Vice President, Workday Nordics, to discuss how the finance function of a fast growth company adjusted to the challenges of a global pandemic. We hope you enjoy the show. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today on this Workday podcast. It's our first ever show from Finland as well. Welcome. Thank you, and uh, thanks for the invite. I'm thrilled to uh, have something on my bucket list. <laughs> Good to hear. How are you feeling today? I'm just fine, considering, uh, you know, what everybody is struggling with, not knowing whenever this pandemic will be over. But other than that, just fine. It's getting lighter, which is nice here in the Nordics. So true. Spring is coming eventually. <laughs> If you think of something... Um Uh, the past week, has there been anything perhaps that made you especially happy or energized that you want to share? Well, we were celebrating my husband's birthday and that's always nice to have these uh, small uh, uh, celebrations. Uh, and we had some guests over during the weekend, so that was nice. Mm, how lovely. Mm. All right, Elizabeth, um, you are here today because of your role at academic work and being an experienced finance professional. And as such, we're really curious about your views on the changes and potential future of finance. But I wanted to start by asking you about your career and your background and perhaps the journey into finance. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, it's been a long journey and I'm not originally a finance person. Actually, I majored in marketing and uh, I started my career at the airport within uh, the airline uh, ground handling industry. I was in the check-in while studying and then I got a job offer when I graduated, stayed on for 13 years. And when I uh, went on my first maternity leave, I was a marketing director and was responsible for sales, marketing and developing of our services. Uh, then I entered my second career and I was a stay-home mom for five years, enjoying my kids. Uh, they were one uh, one year and eight months apart and uh, had a lovely time seeing them uh, growing up. And when uh, the younger started kindergarten, uh, it was time to uh, think of what to do now. And marketing um, is very hectic and uh, uh, would have required a full-time commitment. And I wasn't uh, ready for that. So uh, I, um, I started studying and um, started with finance uh, because it was possible to get uh, not full-time jobs within that area. And here I am now head of finance because kids are grown up and I have the possibility to work. So... <laughs> Yeah, what a fascinating journey. Oh, very lovely to hear about all those multifaceted parts of your journey. And, and where you landed now with academic work, I'm not sure everyone is familiar with your organization. And 
what you do and how you the company is structured. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, well, I work as head of finance for academic work in Finland. Uh, academic work is a big uh, group of companies. Uh, they have their headquarters in Stockholm, where they founded the company in 1998 uh, by three students uh, in the basement of Kungliga Tekniska Högskolan. And one of the founders, uh, Johan Skarbori, is uh, our, our group CF, uh, CEO still today. Uh, so he has been on a long journey and a lot of things have happened. Uh, we are operating in six different countries uh, in the Nordics, in uh, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and then in the uh, rest of Europe in uh, Germany and Switzerland. It's uh, been many years since we started in Finland. I think it was in 2008, so quite for a long time ago. And the first outside, first country outside Sweden was actually Norway. I think Finland was up next after that. So uh, Switzerland is the newcomer. Truly uh, an impressive expansion. I remember those days, actually the early days of uh, the, <laughs> the the basement company as I was also studying at um, uh, Kungliga Tekniska Högskolan at that point. So fascinating to hear about that. So coming closer to, to finance as a function uh, and where you sit and where you do work every day with many companies around the world, they faced many challenges during the pandemic. Um, we heard about that from many of our other customers as well. Can you tell us about how this has impacted your business uh, and your function and how the finance team at Academic Work operate? Yeah, well, um, Academic Work is, is a staffing and recruiting company mainly for young professionals. So uh, people that are uh, graduating uh, have just graduated and for the next maybe five years uh, in their career. So, of course, we were uh, very scared, like I think everybody was when the pandemic started. And uh, the first months I didn't do anything else than different uh, uh, calculations, what if, and, you know, a lot of excels and calculating what will happen if we do like this or if the sales go down this much and so on. I guess everybody was doing uh, that. Uh, but we came to learn that uh, as a staffing company, uh, people need our help, whether it's it's good times or bad times. And also during the pandemic, we weren't so hit by it. So we didn't have uh, a big drop. Uh, it was a small drop, but it started going upwards quite fast after the drop. Uh, so there were in many business areas layoffs and then uh, when the demand starts to be back again, they need help fast. So staffing is a good way. And also they might not be able to uh, recruit due to that they had the layoffs earlier. So we were lucky in that way. And um, we are, are back on track. Uh, last year was quite good. So uh, uh, in that sense, we are happy. And within my field, then, uh, after all the calculations and everything, um, then, of course, uh, we too had some layoffs uh, 
during uh, the drop. So after that, when some people in my team wanted to pursue their career outside of academic work, I couldn't uh, hire uh, new uh, new uh, persons uh, and uh, we had to rethink everything. We had to change uh, our um, areas of responsibility and not be so um, much in exactly what you had been doing, like somebody who had been invoicing maybe had to work with something else within finance. And uh, then, of course, you had the remote work as a big challenge. we uh, recruited one finance assistant during uh, and the whole process was uh, doing uh, remotely interviews and and um, everything and also then uh, the onboarding and that was quite challenging because uh, we didn't have any any uh, tools for that so you had to think of how to uh, get the person on board and and uh, get the person to feel like part of the team. Mm. So what I hear you speak about is a lot about navigating the change, being able to foresee what what, what was going to happen to your business, as you say, you know, trying to think what could happen if, and, and also, the set, as you say, changing the staffing and navigating. Do you think that agility is... Uh, something that uh, has changed in terms of pre-pandemic and now, I shouldn't say post, but during pandemic. For the finance function uh, in general today, do you think that agility has become more important? Definitely. I didn't mention in uh, uh, when I was answering your your previous question that during the pandemic we had the implementation of our new finance system workday, mm-hmm. so that was um, uh, a new situation where we had to do the testing and the training and everything remotely with uh, you know the uh, team that were from your part in different countries uh, in the Europe Euro- in Europe and we had uh, the testing team in in all countries so it was. <laughs> It was a challenge, but we uh, decided to go uh, go forward, and and we implemented the system last fall. Mm. So it almost forced you to become agile, yes. <laughs> even if you didn't plan to be. Yeah, it sure did, uh, and I. Th- Thing, it was coming for the finance function to be more agile than before. Uh, when we are living in, in a time where we are facing digitalization in almost all fields, uh, finance have been for a long time using systems. Nobody has been booking manually for ages. So people maybe had this thought that uh, you are so digitalized, but uh, actually finance are maybe not because a lot of the systems uh, that have been used, uh, they were quite advanced when they came into the market many, many years ago. So they are not that agile anymore. And I think we are uh, on the verge of a change where we need to uh, uh, get more modern systems uh, that give us uh, the possibility to uh, uh, develop the business and do fast uh, turns when need be. Uh, you need to uh, 
have integrations with all systems that are used in the companies because uh, everything um, everything leaves a mark within finance. You can't do anything in the organization that finance wouldn't know about it. It's like being a PI, so you mm. know what's going on. Yes, we need to be much more agile than before. And when you talk about agility and the need for being agile, uh, besides the tools, um, what do you think the finance team as such need to to think of? And what are the the attributes of of a finance function are required for you to be agile? Well, people within finance usually are maybe not so open to change because they are used to working with uh, certain tasks, certain ways that you've been doing things for a long time. Uh, They need to think of of, uh, the legit part and and, uh, need to be quite... demanding and hard in the organization to ask for all the missing receipts and, you know, uh, people not uh, following the process or whatever. So they are not maybe the most uh, open ones towards change. And uh, when I faced the new situation, when we had a team that uh, was was uh, fewer persons taking care of uh, even more tasks because we had the testing of the new system that took up quite much uh, resources, uh, we had to deal the cards uh, in a new way and get people to be open-minded and stepping out of their comfort zone because if you had been uh, handed a task that you had done for years and you were really an expert all of a sudden you had to do something else and then uh, that's not maybe uh, the most uh, comfortable uh, for somebody to do something but then as a leader, you, of course, need to give them feedback. Uh, you need to get them to believe in themselves because they are experts and they know how to do it, but you just need to push them a little bit. Uh, what we did in my team that was quite quite successful was listing all the tasks and then uh, everybody could uh, pick the the ones they, they liked the less and the ones they liked most. So we would put them together so nobody would have to do something that they really hated because that you won't perform well then. And then we kind of had a bidding that who's up for this one and then you could change. So we got a nice palette for everybody and everybody has been very happy. Sounds like an excellent trick there to get the vote on what you want to do and not want to do. I should uh, take a note of that one. Uh, uh, but uh, you also spoke about finance being, <clears throat> can I say, almost the backbone of whatever happens in the business. And, you know, you can track whatever is going on in the business. How important is your collaboration with other leaders of your organization? And does that collaboration that you have or those relationships, does that form or the way you operate or your agility as well? Yes, yes. Uh, we need to know what they breed, what they think, what they wish, because otherwise uh, there will be collapses. Uh, they they uh, uh, have their uh, developments and, and then uh, we come and say, sorry, but you can't do it like that. That's not a good way for the 
company to cooperate. So we need to know it before. And that's something I've been trying to uh, tell everybody that remember that everything lands on my desk at the end of the day. So uh, speak up when you have the idea and then I can help you because uh, sometimes they don't think of uh, how it affects uh, uh, the numbers, uh, what what, uh, what can be done and what can't be done because the bigger you get, uh, the more you have to have your processes and systems. So it's very hard to make exceptions. And therefore, we need to uh, be clear what can be done and in what way so that we don't end up with uh, a lot of manual work because it's not functioning when you are, uh, are using systems and everything should be according to the process and uh, you have to have your audit trail. And uh, although they think maybe the audit trail is just the invoice or something uh, very with numbers, it starts from where you make contracts, promises, whatever. So mm. uh, it needs to be well communicated in the organization. And it's very important to have a good cooperation because you need to integrate all systems. So at the end of the day, we sit around the table and we need to cooperate. Uh, so it's easier if we start in the early stage. Mm. Yeah, w what I hear you say basically is that you want to uh, partner on business development. You want to be an early stakeholder together with the business to form the future of the business, but from a finance perspective, provide your insights into how that becomes a sustainable financial model. Of course, and everybody wants to be an expert. So uh, why not use one if you have one in-house? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, if we think a little bit further ahead and further out into the future, what do you think are the finance technologies of the future? If we talk about automation and blockchain and chain and AI, and they're game changing, of course, but um, are they on your radar and how will they fit into your future plans? If I could uh, foresee everything that will happen, uh, then I could answer your question easily, but... Um to quote Trudeau from Davos in 2018, he said that change has never been this fast. It will never be this slow again. And uh, that was four years ago. After that, so much has happened. And I think uh, so much more will happen. We need to be very open-minded and do fast uh, decisions in order to not miss the ride. And uh, I think what is extremely important is not to be afraid, to be, to be open-minded, to have the courage of making a decision and also then the courage to say, I made the wrong decision. This wasn't good. We need to change it uh, because leaders are humans and you will always make errors, but you need to be open and you need to to say that this was a mistake and it's it's not the end of the world everybody is doing mistakes so i think it's it's important to uh, to have the courage mm. and not be mm. afraid 
So perhaps then also have the courage to test um, new things, innovate based on technology as well. That's sure. what I hear you say. Yeah, sure. But I think the 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 what you also led to yourself, we, we can rely on tools and processes and technology and all those things that can form a foundation. But on top of that sits a culture as well. So how important is culture for you in driving this digital change uh, across your business. You mentioned curiosity and you know courage, but is there something else from a, a value perspective or a culture perspective that you think is important? I think culture is the most valuable asset uh, a company has. Uh, culture is, is, it defines and unites people that we have seen during history uh, in, in uh, a lot of different ways. When you have a strong culture, people, they breathe the culture. They are united and they will follow if they uh, can trust uh, you. And you uh, you build up the trust uh, with being honest and telling them where we are going. Uh, also admitting if you made mistakes because it's just human and it builds trust when they uh, know that you are honest. So if they trust the captain, they will be on board. Mm. Can you talk a little bit? How would you define the culture of academic work? We have a very strong culture. Uh, we have these um, uh, beat yesterday, show heart, uh, share energy uh, that defines our culture. And Can you we say again? Beat yesterday. Show heart um, and share energy. Oh, fantastic. I love and, those. Uh, we have these culture cards that we write each other whenever you earn one. It can be small things that you help out your colleague, uh, that you did something remarkable. Uh, doesn't have to be something very big, but it's very important that we remember that without the others, uh, we cannot make achievements. And we have a lot of, of emphasis on teamworks and team building and, and the teams do stuff together. And, and um, uh, I've been lucky because I've had a very strong uh, uh, finance team with many uh, that have been on board for five years already, which is quite long uh, in an organization as academic work where I think uh, our average age is 27. So people tend to want to go on and they need a new job. They want uh, to to try uh, and, and build their own career. So to be able to have had people for three, four and five years, I've been lucky. Mm -hmm. And also, of course, it's been easier to... Uh, develop the finance function when when mm. they uh, when we haven't had uh, so much turbulence within but culture yes in academic work it's it's really it's all about the people and uh, we are speaking of uh, of it as family yeah well i think it's clear you've been on a very very interesting journey do you have any advice elizabeth for other finance leaders who are transforming the way they work and who wants to embrace digital change. Any advice from your end to those? Well, I think, first of all, don't be afraid. 
you don't need to know everything in a system. You don't uh, need to know the details. You don't need to understand all the IT stuff. You have your IT departments for that. Uh, you, uh, you, of course, need to um, do decisions that will, um, will help your organization uh, develop and get to their goals. Uh, but if the system isn't uh, isn't good, it won't help you on the journey. And with a good system, it's so much more easier and you can focus on other things. Uh, uh, I'm happy because we changed our finance system. We had a great system before, but uh, this is really modern, the system we're working now, and it's so much faster. We are still learning about it. Uh, but we learn uh, every day we find new things in it and uh, it's fun. It's fun with new stuff. Mm. So it's uh, good to challenge yourself also because then uh, then when you have challenges, you always have the experience of, of that you uh, you managed and, and you succeeded. And that's nice because you learn new, new stuff. So I think be open-minded. Don't say no. Uh, think of, of uh, what possibilities you have. If we go a few years back within finance, everything was on paper and you put it in archives and nobody wants paper anymore. And that's just within like the last five mm. to ten years. And if somebody would have then said that uh, in a few years you won't have any paper, you would probably have said, no, of course I will have. We need our papers. Nobody needs them, not even the, the auditors anymore. They do do it differently. So the change is fast and uh, it will change the world slowly but surely. And we need to make sure we have fun along the way. That's what I heard you say. Yes, yes. Because uh, without the fun, uh, you need to have a feeling every day when you go to your office or wake up in, in your home and go to your computer. Uh, now, when working remotely, that I do this because I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you uh, so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. It's been uh, great, absolutely great speaking to you and learning more about, uh, you know, the challenges and but uh, m even more so the opportunities and the adventures that you have spoken about. That is all that we have time for today. Uh, but if you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe at Spotify and SoundCloud and uh, also read more on the Workday blog. Thank you so much for listening and have a great work day.